0: Welcome to Men's Leadership Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today, and it's an exciting day. I'm sitting here with Stephen Wright, and uh, Stephen is an amazing man of God, and I'm so thankful to be here with him. So, Stephen, thanks
1: for joining us on the oh, podcast. Thanks for today. having me, man. It's this, awesome. This is great. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, hey, tell us about your upbringing, kind of your your family, and how you met Shannon.
1: Uh, so, I grew up in Moreno Valley. Well, we bounced around a lot, but most of my uh, adolescent years was in Moreno Valley, California. Uh, Yeah, just playing baseball pretty much my whole life. Um, You know, went to school, thought I was going to get drafted. I did, didn't sign, go to Hawaii um, on a scholarship, full ride. Tried to leave two years in a row, I tried to bounce and leave. And I met Shannon my freshman year, but I was not right with God. I was partying and all that, Mm. and she was kind of doing not godly things. And so then my junior year... I started to really like get back into Bible studies and it was crazy. Like it was a midweek game and I was kind of on the popular side as far as the team goes and you're in Hawaii. So like there's thousands of people. So you're like, you're like the predators here, like you're yeah. a celebrity. Yeah. And so like I hardly ever stood up on the front on the top step, but for some reason I was and I heard this girl like calling my name and I knew who it was cause she lived next door to me in the dorms two years before. And I was reluctant to turn around, but I did. And thank God I did because Shannon was sitting next to her. Oh. And so then I wrote my number on a ball because I hadn't seen her for years. And I, and I, always, I remember telling my roommate, I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. And I was like, it's more of a joke. Yeah. Like, but then like I saw her and I was like, I haven't seen her in years. So I wrote my number on a ball, threw it up to her, and then we just started hanging out. And then you know I get drafted, go to the Indians, and then we just ended up getting married two years later. <laughs> that's awesome! Crazy, huh? Great story. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah.
0: So, what did you realize? You know, like, hey, I'm gonna maybe make it to the bigs. Like, you know, here you are out of Hawaii, but, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it.
1: I mean, that's a it's a long question because oh. of the fact that like when I got drafted, I was a second rounder. Which is, there's you know, there's first round and I was second round, so yeah. I was a second pick. So I thought, like, man, this is gravy. Like, I'm good. Like, I get a big bonus. I'm good. I'm, but then I go to the – people understand. Baseball, you go to minor leagues.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: And it's like, and now you're competing. Even though you got more money, it doesn't matter. You're all equal. And that's when it started struggling because it's an everyday thing. It's a consistency thing. And then I was doing well. Like, But every year, like, because of the second draft status, I always got moved up, even if I wasn't doing that good. It's just yeah. – political wise yeah. like you're just they have to try to prove that you're worth what they gave you yeah and so like every year I kind of went up went up went up and then I 2009 I had the best season of my life I went 10 and 0 like a two something in double a I thought I'm good like and then 2010 I don't get a big league invite really? and other guys and I, that's when I started comparing myself I was like dude this guy had a way worse numbers than me and then and that's when I started struggling. Mm. I started in AAA, which I thought was, you know, a little, like, give me because a couple guys got hurt, but then I struggled. Mm. And then I got sent down to A, mm. which was the first time in my life I ever got demoted. Yeah. And so that was, like, that hit me hard. And, like, it just uh, – that's when I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And then towards the end of that season, I was – doing something I wasn't supposed to do. I was throwing the knuckleball on the mound as a joke to see if the catcher could catch it. Well, he couldn't catch it. And what I didn't know was their pitching coach and our one of our um, GM assistants was there uh, on the pitching side, this guy named Jason beret And I didn't know they were watching me. And so one of the things I was struggling with was an out pitch. Like I'd get guys to two strikes and yeah. I couldn't like – I didn't have anything that they were afraid of. Yeah. So, like, they wouldn't chase. And so it's like, and if you understand baseball, like, you got to have something that just wipes them out. you got to have something that they're afraid of to where they're more reluctant to swing earlier in the count at pitches out of the zone. I didn't have that. But then this knuckleball came around, and they were like, that's it. That's it. That's (laughs) it. And so I started throwing it as an out pitch. So I'm still throwing low to mid-90s with the knuckleball. And then in 2011, I came in, best shape of my life, uh, worked out, didn't play winter ball at all, and then they were like, hey, we want you to do that full time. So I go from throwing 95 to trying to throw a pitch at 70, and I just was terrible. Really? Could not do it. Like, I'd have moments, and then in 2011, I decided to go to winter ball to try to work on it. I threw it like five times the whole winter. I come back, I was like, I can't do this. And so then the Indi- or the Indians were like, what do you need? And so I started working with Charlie Huff, started working with him a little bit, and it just clicked. clicked. And then 2012, I do great, get traded to the Red Sox at, at the deadline, and then the next year I was in the big leagues. Wow. Yeah.
0: What was it like when they uh, tapped you on the shoulder and said you are uh, in the big leagues? Was, it,
1: was, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Really? You know, because of the fact that I got called up the day that the bombs went off for the Boston Marathon. Wow. Like, we were watching it because we had a night game. They had a day game. And then after the day game, Patriots Day, they have the marathon. Yeah. And so we're watching there, and they tapped me on the shoulder. And they told me, like, hey, you're going up to the big leagues, but we're not making it public because of some moves that needed mm-hmm. to be done up at the top. And so, like, I mean, you're definitely crying. You know, you're oh, trying yeah. to call everybody. It was, it was, you know, call my wife, call my parents. Uh, but it's at the same time, like, you can't really celebrate because – It's not public yet.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so it's like, you know, how do you you can't get excited with your teammates because it's like there's media in the room. So it's like if they get a hold of it, then they're going to leak it. And so, like, the whole time you're like, God, I just want (laughs) to jump through the roof. But it was awesome, man. And, like, I got called up and then I met the team in Cleveland. Wow. And so, like, I went to the team that I knew – Everybody, because I was just with them the year before. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was cool, man. It was awesome. I didn't pitch for like a week up there, which yeah. at the point I didn't care. Yeah. You know, and then you make your debut, and it's like, and then you get sent down right after that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was pretty awesome because uh, your big league career just kind of took off. It and, did. And uh, we're sitting here looking at a couple of uh, World Series rings.
1: Yeah. Isn't so, that crazy? Yeah, this one is from 2013. You know, I, I didn't pitch that much uh, in the season. I was 2-0. I think I pitched like four or five games, but you know, if you're in the roster for one day, you get a ring. Yeah, and, you know, it, it was an it was a great year, unbelievable teammates. I learned a lot from the guys on that team. We had a lot of veterans. Yeah. that just poured into the younger guys, uh, and it just helped you kind of understand what it's like on a day-to-day basis to be a, a major league baseball player. Wow, you know, it's not as it's not as glamorous as people see on mm-hmm. TV because all you see is what's on tv yeah. you don't see what's behind the scenes you know the travel is great but you're still traveling through the night yeah you're still having to play every day and you're expected to go out there every single day and be the best yeah oh yeah you know and it's like yeah. it's not easy it's not yeah. as easy as people think but you know there's ways to do it yeah you know it's and so they taught it taught me a lot what's then, that ring this is from last year last year so this was another crazy year you know i started the year uh unfortunately i got suspended uh for some not good things off the field um and it was hurt a lot you know yeah. i had knee surgery at the end of uh at the middle of 17 i just could not bounce back uh but when i pitched i i, I did really well i yeah. just could not my knee is just it was just so hard because it just i had a lot of stuff going on in there so i had to get surgery again after that mm-hmm. last off season. And so, but it was still a great year. It's, we broke a lot of records as a team. So, a lot of individual records were broken, but most importantly, it was team records. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that's what baseball and sports yeah. is about it's about the team. Yeah. Um, and when you come together as a team, you put yourself in a position to win a ring. I love it, um, and you know, obviously, that's ultimate.
0: And it says inside there, damage done. Damage done. Do damage, do
1: <laughs> damage, and when you win it, the damage was done. That's <laughs>
0: awesome. I bet you guys had a great time. Oh man, it was yeah. it was
1: it was fun, man. We have a good good, good group of guys, yeah. good group of leaders on the team. Um, you know, and they it's just it's everyday work and mm. everybody grinding on a daily basis. It didn't matter what your job yeah. was. Like everybody did as best at their job as they could do, and it, and it showed, you know yeah. it showed on the field, it showed off the field. Um, and, you know, we got to, we all everybody got together and everybody liked each other for the most part.. That's great. But yeah, it, it was a fun year, man.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Hey well, tell me about, was there any coaches or mentors along the way in your baseball career that really shaped you? personally or in your faith that really had a huge impact on you? Uh,
1: Frank Pastore was probably mm. the guy. I mean, I met him when I was nine years old, when I started taking lessons from him pitching-wise. You know, he was a big-time atheist, you wow. know, growing up. Um, he, you know, he'll say you can look at his sermons, that uh, you know, his testimony. He always thought, you know, whoever dies with the most cars wins.
0: Wow. You know,
1: that was his motto, you know, and he had a, a, a career-ending injury. Uh, and then the, the crazy Christians were praying for him. And that's when he kind of opened his eyes to like, like, wow, like these guys aren't as crazy as I thought. They're actually like talking to somebody. Wow. Um, and so he was the guy that, you know, then he got saved and started going to Biola and all. That. So his story is awesome. And I highly encourage everybody to read it because he ended up passing away the day I got put on the 40, man. So he's never even seen me play in the big leagues. Oh. And so that it's always a better. That's why I wear number 35 to wow. try to honor him as much as I can. Cause he, he was the guy like not only baseball wise, but marital wise mm. and uh, uh, with Godly things, because, you know, he was the guy on the other side. So he knows all the stuff that's going to happen. So he was the one that helped prepare me on all aspects of the game to know what I was going to encounter when I got in there. And obviously, you've, you, know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't win. Yeah. But the one goal is, like, you're always trying to go towards God. Yeah. Um, and he was the one that I knew I could always turn to, to, you know, for advice.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And he was like that. I mean, I, a little bit of his story, right? He yeah. was an atheist, and God
0: radically transformed him. And then he had a whole ministry. Overnight,
1: out, huh? <laughs> dude. He read, they told him to read three books. It was mere Christianity, evidence that demands a verdict, and more than a carpenter. And they said that within a week after he read all those, halfway through evidence that demands a verdict, he gave his life to Christ. He goes, and then by the time he got done reading, he met back with those guys and said, when I asked you this, you should have said this. <laughs> and he goes, I was two weeks old in Christianity, and I preached my first sermon. He goes and then it was like and you know he was just he was so smart that way like Mm -hmm. he could he could retain and apply everything you know he just was brilliant he was you know theology went to uh got his doctorate in theology and so like he was just really smart so he was really good at telling you you're wrong without making you feel small (laughs) you know and it's a it's a it's a it's a gift you know a lot of people can't do that And and that's why he started his radio station is because he just had that ability to take political things you know like he would have Muslims on the team Mm -hmm. like teach us like you know obviously we're Christians they know that Mm -hmm. but it's like how do Christians how should we Mm -hmm. approach whatever's going on in the world and he just was amazing to sit there and listen to him talk Mm. and I got to go on the show a couple times with Shannon and You know, because, you know, I've been around the world and you see things. People, I feel like we get lazy in America on our faith, to be honest with you, because it's so everything is so easily accessible. It's like when you go to like Kenya, I've been there a couple of times. I've been to Venezuela. I've been, you know, to the Middle East. And it's like sometimes that's all they have is faith. They don't even have a Bible. Right you know and it's like but they have faith and Mm. it's like they don't even know that they're worshiping jesus Mm. they just know that there's something bigger Mm. beyond where we're at Mm. and they're being crucified for that and we just get lazy here yeah Yeah. you know and it's 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 crazy but Mm. wow yeah
0: how tell me about this Stephen. how did you keep your faith strong because i mean in professional athletics i mean you you've got a lot of temptations there's a lot of things that are going on there's guys that you're hanging out with at clubhouse and some probably are Christians, and probably a lot aren't, you know. Yeah. And but you're away from your family, you're traveling, you're away from church. How did you keep your faith strong throughout these? I mean, I've had seasons? a
1: lot of bumps and roads along yeah. the way. I mean, it's real easy if you're not in, you know, prayer yeah. on a constant basis because you are who you hang out with, mm. you know. And it's really tough. It's real easy when you're in the the, the limelight to go over here, go over there. And, and unfortunately there was times that me and Shannon did. Mm. And it's like, and it always, when we could always tell when we were getting away from God. Cause then yeah. we started, wow. It was like, it wasn't like, you know, outwardly it was between me and her. We started bickering more against each other, started fighting over things that had literally meant nothing. Mm. Or it's like, I was, did not see the things that mattered to her because it didn't matter to me as much. So mm. I thought, Oh, whatever. And then that caused a fight. Uh, but a lot of it is just trying to just read your Bible, mm-hmm. which I'm not very good at, mm-hmm. and I'll admit that, but I try to pray as much as possible. I try to read as much as I can yeah. um, and honestly it's it's tough, it's mm-hmm. not easy mm-hmm. uh, but it's worth it it's, it's, it's worth, worth it. it it's not easy, but it's <laughs> worth it and it's like and I just try to tell myself like if it's a team event, I'm gonna go yeah, if it's not a team event like. Do I really need to go? Do mm-hmm. I really need to go and put myself in those situations? I think that's what really changed over the the every year that I was I've been in the big leagues. It's like, you know, the first year is like I wanted to go everywhere. You know, I yeah. didn't want to miss anything because yeah. it's like you don't you just don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. Because like guys are come and guys go yeah. and it's like my second year, like I was a little bit more comfortable to where I can be like no, like I don't want to go. And then now it's like Why do I I don't need to go out? Like, I don't need to do that. Like, that's not me. Like, I always regret when I do that. So why am I going to put myself in that position to even be tempted to do anything that I don't want to do? Because I'm going to regret it. And then it's going to affect what I do on the field. So then it's going to give me a higher opportunity to not be here. Yeah. And so I, I just kind of just distance myself from doing all that. And you still have fun and stuff, but oh, yeah. there's ways to do it yeah. to where you're not really jeopardizing anything. And I just, I really try to tell myself, would I do it if Jesus was sitting next to me?
0: Mm, that's good.
1: If Jesus was sitting right next to me, would I be doing what I'm doing? Because that's the easy thing. When nobody's there, nobody's watching, right? Yeah. But right. then if you have that mentality of, what would I be doing what I'm doing now, whatever it is, if Jesus was sitting next to me? Yeah. You know, if the answer is not a definitive, yeah, like I would invite him to come with me, then you're probably not doing or thinking or whatever, what God would want you to be doing.
0: Mm. Well, I I know um, just from walking with you and talking to you and uh, over the past few years, just seeing your faith, it gets stronger all the time. And I I know you're, I know you're in the word, I know you're praying, and uh, I know there's challenges that you face, but I just encourage you in that. and, And I think you're exactly right, That. As we mature, we're like, I don't want to put myself in these positions. Yeah, you know? totally. How, how has your, because you, you married an incredible woman. Shannon's yeah. great. You have great kids. How have you and Shannon, like, stayed strong in your marriage? And then uh, even being parents with you traveling a lot yeah. and on the road. And-
1: I'll tell you what, man. She She's the one that's kept it. She's the glue. Mm. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't know. The first time I met Pastor Jeff, <laughs> he bailed me out of jail. <laughs> And I said, that's what pastors are supposed to do. And that's why I was like, whatever, because I owe this guy a lot. Mm. And, and yeah, I mean, Mm. a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, none of it's public and it doesn't need to be public, but you know what's going on is like, there was the only thing I can say is yes, there was a lot of marital problems, But that's not why what happened happened. Mm. What happened was because of me. I was trying to fix everything myself. Mm. I wanted to be in control, and I lost it. Mm. I lost control. You know, my my career was in jeopardy. Mm. Then my marriage was in jeopardy. And there were so many. My parenting was not very good at the time. And all, all that was... Secondary for me, trying to do my own thing. I got away from God. I stopped praying. I stopped reading my Bible because I was frustrated with God. I was so mad at God because I'm like, "How could you do this?" I, everything was so good in 16. You know, financially it was good, baseball wise good, maritally was good, and then it's like, boom, one t- small turn, and now my career is in jeopardy. And it's like, why? And and it just blew up on me. It mm. literally just I look back on it now and I was like there was so many times God brought people into my life. Wow. Brought you, mm. brought my home group, mm. brought my trainer. And so many people were there. My best friend was willing to fly out and I'm like, No, mm. I just shut everything down as I got I got this. Mm. And I didn't. And it just it took me getting arrested mm. and me going down to where I'm like, I remember sitting in jail like, what am I doing? Mm. And it still wasn't easy. like it still it was hard, but then it's like it, the time because of the court orders all ordered me I couldn't see my kids. I couldn't see my wife, and it was Christmas time. and so we started, I started praying. you know I started praying and within a week court threw it out because like yeah. theoretically, there was really nothing bad yeah. but I understood why the cop saw what he yeah. saw and was like, we got to remove them and it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not upset about yeah. that at all. But it took that, it took that moment that to where wake I'm up. like, it yeah. was like, and it sucks that ever, most people have to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, I'm lucky for me that it wasn't as bad as the media made it seem. Mm. But it, to me, it was horrifying. Right. Because I'm such a private guy. And it's like, next thing you know, my whole life is out there for everybody to read. I mean, you Google my name, and you see my mugshot yeah. pop up, you know, and it's like, but for me, it's like, but Shannon was the one that, like, was was there. Wow. She had no reason to stay, no reason to stay, and yet she was there. And it's like, and I love her even more now than I did then, even through everything, because I'm like, man, I was like, that's a that's a godly woman. Mm. That is a godly woman, and I need to try to be a godly man, and I'm not even close to where she is, mm. but I'm trying. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to chip away, and because, like, she, then that's the kind of faith through everything I did, to her mm-hmm. said to her and just the dumb things that i did and it was all like just mental like mm-hmm. me just trying to like because i could never understand how she could be the way she is with everything going on yeah i just it, it, it just blew my mind i was blinded mm-hmm. and then it like finally was like damn, she's just so close to god She's, so close. <laughs> <laughs> and i heard an, an, I, I heard an <laughs> analogy the other day it was a dad trying to explain how big god is mm and it's hard because people don't understand and like and sometimes I lose fi- the, the, I lose reasoning of how yeah. big God is yeah. and he takes his son outside and he looks up at the at a plane he goes how big is that plane was oh the plane's a little small he goes okay takes him to an airport he goes that's the same plane now how big is that plane plane is huge <laughs> and the dad was like see he goes God is how big the big uh, I'm trying to th- I don't want to choose- God is as big as as close as you are to him so the closer you are to God, the bigger God's going to be in your life.
0: Wow. The further
1: away he is, the smaller he's going to feel. He goes, it's the same God, but it all depends on how close you are to him. Wow. And I'm like, dang, like that is. That's good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what I always like, you know, with baseball, it's like if you want to yeah. really learn something, yeah. teach it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when you start remembering all those little corks that got you to where you're at, yeah. but you forget about them because you're better. Mm. But it's like, well, you still got steps to get you there. Mm.
0: So how is like that that time uh, of coming out of of jail that moment and saying, okay, I really want to kick it in now i want to be a godly husband and father how has that impacted your marriage and with you as a dad
1: i think it, it's <laughs> done a lot man because like i was always short with them you know and mm. i like, and i still need to get patience but like it just realized i'm like man like i don't want to screw this up yeah yeah like i don't i don't like you know like i love these kids to death but it's like you know a lot of the problems in the world is like you know people growing up with no dad you yeah. know father in the household no leader and it's like and it doesn't necessarily have to be their father but it's just a father figure and i'm like man i was like i really and i started seeing things that wow, my strong. kids were doing and i'm like where did they learn that and then i start thinking I'm like dang like they learned that from me mm. you know the short temper you know and it's like man like i got to work on myself like i can't yell at them when it's me that's they're learning it from me wow and so it's like i'm constantly trying to like catch myself yeah you know the shannon is the same way we always were like because ah, you start now that their kids are getting older you start stuff that you you say all the time your kids are saying you're like man like i need to stop acting like that you know yeah. and it's like and so it's like it's just really opened my eyes it's like man like life is bigger than just me
0: yeah life is bigger than just me yeah man.
1: It's like I've been in my little bubble. It's like because everything's about me, like baseball. Like i got to play baseball. i got to work out. And it's like, yes, like I have to do all those things as my job. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's my job. Mm -hmm. It's not my life. It's just what I do. Right. And it's like I'm always God, country, family, job. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, and it kind of got shuffled there Mm -hmm. for a while, but I'm trying to realign them.
0: That's that's great. Yeah. And you can see it. I mean, you know, you have – you have great kids. You know, they're awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. I, I couldn't ask for so, better kids, man. Yeah. How have you made church a priority, just in, in your life? Because I've I've seen you and Shannon really grow in that area too, in your faith.
1: I think you know because of how busy we are, like, mm-hmm. you know, and how I know I'm not in the Word as much as I need to be. I can be at church. Yeah. That's one thing I know is like I can come Wednesday nights mm-hmm. at church with the men's Bible study. I can serve. That's another thing is like I started doing is like I've never served at church before. <laughs> and like, and, and I've always a pastor of mine back in the, when I was in Arizona, he always said, if you're not serving, you're swerving.
0: Mm. And
1: it came to me, I'm, I'm swerving. Yeah. And so I'm like, and you know, I wanted, I wanted to try to give back as much as I can. And so I came to to Sarah Hunter and I said, where do you need me? I was like, I'll do whatever. I was like. I was like, I don't want to do with the kids. I was like, I don't have the patience. I'm working on that. And they were, like, parking. So I said, all right, throw me out in the parking lot. That's cool. And so, like, I started serving. And, it's like, and like, I'm trying to surround myself with people that yeah. are wiser than me because I want to be that for somebody else, you know, and I can be for somebody else right now. But I want to keep growing, and hopefully they kind of grow with me. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I just try to make – we, me and Shannon both try to make a priority. Like, last night, like, we did not want to come. Yeah. And, and I told her, I was like, uh, one thing I know about baseball and workouts is like, you know, those last five reps you don't want to do, those are the ones you need to do.
0: Wow.
1: And I was like, and that's how it is right now. I was like, yeah, I was like, right now we're not feeling well. I was like, it was a long weekend, a lot of stuff going on because I'm having surgery and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I'm like, we need to go. Like, I, no, I trust me, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I was like, but all I can say is I can recognize this is this an opportunity that – that's when we need to go we need to be around people that are godly people we need to learn as much as we can i was like even if we don't learn anything we're around people yeah you know, just going physically being there, I was like, eventually God will take over the mental part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it was great because then Ella comes in and says, like, I want to go to church. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then Lucas is like, I want to go. And I, and that's the thing. It's like it's being, I think, whatever it is in life, is being consistent with it. Yeah, yeah. It's trying to be as consistent as possible. And then the more consistent you are, the better you're gonna get. Mm. You know, it's like you don't wake up one day and be good at something. I yeah. mean, I guess some people are, but they're the point zero one percent (laughs) but you just like it's consistent let's see whether it's working out or your job or baseball or whatever Mm. sport you're in it's like the more you do it and the more focus you put into that work the better you're going to get
0: exactly (laughs) and we're all a work in progress right everybody for all of us we can all grow and we all need to be around godly people and we need to be in the word of praying and we need to be in church and community. And, and, then, and then it just, you just, it, you get better over time, yeah, right? You know, yeah. and it just grows you. Yeah. And I
1: think you just, you start like, I think my biggest fear was like, you know, and I still like I read the Bible and like I'm sitting there reading it. And I know we've had conversations yeah. of like, dude, I don't even know what I'm reading. <laughs> you know, you start with the gospels mm-hmm. and they're great. Mm-hmm. And, like I read them, but it's like, well, most of them you already know <laughs> because everybody knows gospels mm-hmm. that are in the Christ. But it's like, I don't like, it's like, I don't know, but it's like, I keep trying to read it. Like, I just like, You know, even, like, I've gotten it down to where now I try to read, like, smaller portions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like when I'm reading the Bible, sometimes I get to the point where I feel like I'm just reading another book.
0: Mm.
1: And I don't want it to be that, you know. And it's like, and I know some people can sit there and read all day. Yeah. For me, I'm like, I just can't. Because then I one, I forget what I'm reading. Mm. And it's like, and two, it's like, I feel like it's like, I'd rather start with, like, you know, a portion, you know, maybe a chapter. And then it's like, okay, like. And I'll have to read it two or three times yeah. to, just to kind of pull things out. I'm like, and even then, I like walk around, I'm like, I don't even know what I read. Yeah. But I keep reading it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they say it's the book of life, and it is. It is. I 100% believe that. But sometimes, like, I feel like it's just. Sometimes I feel distance mm-hmm. of the life of it, mm-hmm. but, like, I always feel better. Yeah. I always, It doesn't matter whether I read it and I'm like, I don't know what the heck I just read. Like, I don't know. You know, I just read Genesis and it's like it's a genealogy, yeah. you know, book. And I'm like, I don't know what I read, but I read it. And it's like, but I always come out and I always feel like I, I feel so much better because it's like even though, like, earthly me doesn't understand it, like, it's still there. Yes. It's still in my brain, yeah. even though I can't sit here and just throw it at you yeah. and like an evidence that demands a verdict i know oh, we talked about earlier like that is it's something because it, it, i'm a huge history guy i yeah. love history and just the history behind oh, the yeah. bible and the evidence that's out there is just insane Unbelievable. that it's just it just kind of just piques my interest more and that book is helping me understand a little bit more of the history mm. because i know for a long time i've read the book as today's world yeah but you gotta take yourself out of that and say, Okay, this was written to the people of the time mm-hmm. but it still pertains to us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where it takes a gifted person to try to correlate that. Mm-hmm. And but that's why you but you still gotta read it and you still got and I think that's what's great is you're trying to figure it out and evidence that demands a verdict has opened my eyes to so like, wow, like it makes sense yeah, now yeah. on why certain books are written the way they are. Yeah. And it's just, it just, it, that's where, like, the life is starting to come. I was like, wow, this is unbelievable.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah, I love it's that. great. I do encourage, I mean, every guy
0: watching, I mean, that you know, the books you mentioned, Mere Christianity and uh, More Than a Carpenter and Evidence That Demands a Verdict are great books, yeah. you know. Or even guys who are struggling with faith or have somebody in their community or around them in their neighborhood or workplace. Yeah. Those are great books to get. Unbelievable.
1: Mere Christianity is a little tough though, because it's, you know, C.S. Lewis. Case for Christ is like. Case for Christ, I think would start with that one. Yeah. Because Mere Christianity, it's just, it's a British author, you know, C.S. Lewis, who's a, oh, uh, oh, God, like that guy's unbelievable. But it's very, it's very hard. Like I took a British literature class in high school and I still like, it's just the wording. Like it's very hard because like, It means, you know, it's just not American. Right. We don't talk like that. So it's sometimes, and it's so, I mean, it is so, like, so unbelievably detailed to where you're just like, sometimes it's just a little too much. And evidence that demands a verdict can be like that, but it, if you get the book, it's like a textbook. Yeah. It so is. it's like, and that's what it's meant to be. It's mm-hmm. like you know, right now I'm reading the part where it's like, did Jesus exist? Like, yeah. not is Jesus of the Bible exist. Mm-hmm. It just did a man mm-hmm. named Jesus mm-hmm. exist, yeah. and the evidence is just overwhelming, overwhelming yeah. to the point where like, why would you even question it? Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, it's like yeah. it's all over. Like it's all over religious history mm-hmm. and it's over historical history. Oh yeah. And it's like, it, to me, it's just it kind of it blows your mind, but more than a carpenter is great. Oh yeah. It's a short read and it's just like straight to the point. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Hey, give me or give us two takeaways just for guys out there. Maybe they travel with their job. Maybe there's a lot of stress going on, which you know, you go through and been through, uh, maybe just even family-wise. Give us a couple of take. What would you say just to encourage guys out there
1: watching? I the mean, day? just stay, stay faithful. You know, mm-hmm. stay in the Word, stay in prayer. I think sometimes it's hard because we get busy, but it, you're never too busy to pray. Yeah. You know, you can make excuses <laughs> on reading the, Bi- on the Bible, and I and I and I understand that because mm-hmm. I mean I've been there. You're traveling. You're constantly. You know, you try to get as much sleep as you can. But you can always pray. I mean, a f- 10 second prayer can go a long way. Yeah. You know, and in the family, it's like family's got to come first. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't, I never did until those last couple of years. And I'll tell you what, like, family's got to be mm-hmm. first, you know, because it's like, you know, they're the next generation. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and, and if you f- can tell yourself, no matter how busy you are in your job, if you can show them that family is first, they're going to understand when you're gone because mm. you still got to work like and they understand like they have the life they have because daddy works or mommy works. Mm. And so it's like, but if you're not there when you're there, then they're going to then that's when the relationship starts to fall back. Right. And that's how it was in my life It's like I started everything was mommy. Everything right. was mommy. They got in trouble with mommy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm here, too. But I, but was I was I there? Like, I might have been there physically. Yeah. But I wasn't there, like, with their – they need the attention. Mm-hmm. They need the love that they show. And I think that's the biggest thing is, like, you know, stay in prayer, mm-hmm. try to read the Bible as much as you can, and just and just, just be there. Be present yeah. in the moment when you have that time because it it goes by fast. Wow,
0: that's a good word.
1: Yeah. Hey, one last question. What do you want your legacy to be? You know, I thought about that a lot, a lot and it's always been, you know, I want to be the best baseball player. Mm-hmm. I want to – be the guy that wins the MVPs and it's like, and I got rings, I got all, you stars. know, all stars. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Like, I honestly, like, I, I, I love that stuff. I care about it, but I want to, I want everybody to always look at me and be like, man, he was different. Hmm. Like he was different. Like he treated me the same. And I always try to tell kids, I was like, kids, they come up to the big leagues. I was like, you need to treat the GM of this team You need to treat, how you treat him is how you treat the person that can do nothing for you.
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, because if you can treat the person that can do nothing for you, that the person that can do everything for you, I was like, you're going to have good relationships with people. And I was like, and if I can, even if I don't get an opportunity to share about God, Mm. like they're going to know something's different. Like, Mm -hmm. man, he was a good teammate. He was awesome. You know, and it's like, and I want my legacy to be that, like, man, there was something different about him. Mm. And then I hope that they asked me what it was, you know, mm. and then, then that can open the door. Because it does, it is hard for you just to come out and share God. Yeah. Because the moment you mentioned Jesus, like, we had the question the other day is, like, why does the cross offend people? Mm. I don't think the cross offends people. Mm. I think the name of Jesus does. Yeah. That's because people, everybody knows Jesus, mm. and the moment they they, yeah. they block it. Yeah. And so, like, I want my legacy to be, like, man, like, he was a man of... Of different, he mm-hmm. was different than everybody else, mm-hmm. and like, and then hopefully that follows with he was a man of God, mm-hmm. you know. And if I can pass that on to my kids, and then it's like, mm. you know, I, I think that's a win.
0: That's a win.
1: That's yeah. A win. yeah. Oh,
0: Stephen. Hey, let me pray for us guys. Father God, thanks for today. Thanks for Stephen, Father. Thank you for his life. Thank you, God, for the way that you have been with him through all the years, God and Lord. I just pray a blessing on him. I pray a blessing on Shannon and on the kids and. I pray that, God, people would see him as different, and they would see a man after you, a man who loves you, who loves your son, uh, who follows you all the days of his life. I pray for every man watching. I pray that we would be men after your heart. I pray that we'd be present with our families, God, that we wouldn't get distracted. And I pray that we'd be men of prayer. So thank you for this time, and God, for speaking to me, for speaking to all of us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Guys, thanks so much for... Tuning in, Stephen. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it was great.
1: (laughs) Anytime, you
0: crushed it. Hey, be check it out on Friday. The Man Minutes they come out every Friday, and they'll be watching next month for our next podcast. So, thanks for joining us today. Have a great day. God bless. So.